Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, welcome to the Hank Haney Podcast brought to you by Haney University. Go to HaneyUniversity.com. Sign up for my free instructional videos. They go out three times a week. If you want some help with your golf game, that is where you can get it, HaneyUniversity.com. You can also find out about my golf lessons in Paradise Valley, Arizona at my new studio here. So if you've got any interest in that, that's where you can go also to find out about that. All right, let's do a little Players' Championship recap. Cameron Smith wins for the third time on the PGA Tour. All three times that he has won, he won at Sony in 2020. He won at the Century Tournament of Champions this year, and he won at the Players' Championship, and all three times that he has won, he has finished first, first, numeral uno, first for the week and putting. So for everybody that likes to say it's all about ball striking, well, it was all about putting. Cameron Smith had 42 one-putts. Just try to kind of comprehend that. One-putting more than half the greens. That would be 58% of the greens to be exact. My goodness. And on Sunday, 13 one-putts. (laughs) <laughs> that's like, are you kidding me? He took 10 putts on the last nine holes. And I'm like watching uh, <laughs> the telecast and Paul Azinger says, 
Well, this isn't uh, this one isn't isn't in yet on eighteen, and I'm thinking to myself, this guy hasn't even come close to missing the center of the hole once. He ain't gonna miss this putt. There's no chance he's gonna miss this putt. I mean, unbelievable! What a putting performance. So there you go. That's what happens right there. You get the uh, big win with the big putting performance, and he uh, he wins three point six million dollars of the big new person. And that was that was I I got to I got to talk about this the, the money. It's like every time I watch a tournament, like I couldn't figure this out when I'm watching this tournament because every time I watch a tournament, they never mention money. All they do is mention FedEx Cup points, you know, FedEx Cup this, FedEx Cup this, FedEx Cup that. He's going to be up to FedEx Cup this. He's going to be the FedEx Cup that. And this tournament, all they kept mentioning was money. Paul Azinger was like all over. That putt just cost this guy this much. Uh, that bogey here just cost this guy this much. Uh, you know, that that up and in made that guy this much. I mean, geez. I mean, it. it's like I, I couldn't figure out what – what what happened? Where where'd all the FedEx Cup points go? I wonder if that has anything to do with this, you know, uh, Greg Norman League thing and all the money that uh, they're throwing at these guys. All of a sudden now, there's an emphasis on money. Before you just got FedEx Cup points. I don't know. I couldn't figure it out. I, I it's just something that 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 struck me. Anyway, he won three point three point six million for for that Cameron Smith. And, you know, it's one of the things, while I'm on this money topic, it's one of the things that I think the, the, the PGA Tour is sensitive of now, like how much money their players are making because they, you know, at first it's like they didn't want people to know how much they made. Now they want you to know how much they're making because they've got this rival thing you know, on the horizon or whatever, and they're trying to, you know, pay the players a lot of money. Anyway, there's if you go down the 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 list here, Cameron Smith wins, Anurban Lahari finishes second, Casey third, Kisner fourth, Keegan Bradley fifth, Harold Varner the third, Russell Knox, Doug. Gim, Sepp Straka, Adam Hadwin. I mean, you get you, you get to to nine, tied for ninth. Victor Hovland, Dustin Johnson, Dustin Johnson backdoors a top ten with a sixty three on the last round. What I'm getting at is, you know, they they've, they're, they they kind of want to go out of their way of to appease the top players. And there really wasn't any top players that are participating in this big purse. This big purse benefited all of the players that aren't top players, to be honest with you. I mean, other than Dustin Johnson and, and Hovland, you know, they finished top 10, but they're the only, they're only top 10 players in the top 10. I mean, who's the next highest ranked player? Daniel Berger finished 13th. Neiman finished 22nd. Tommy Fleetwood finished 22nd. Wow. I mean, where 
were all the top players. Justin Thomas finished 33rd. McElroy, 33rd. Man, alive. Rom, 55th. Scotty Scheffler, 55th. This was not a tournament for the top players. Is that good? I don't know. I don't, I, I, I'm, not, I'm not sure if they're hard to win on the PGA Tour. That's what they say, hard to win. Not when you take 41 one-putts. Your best putting performance ever by a player's champion, by far. Not even, not even close, by the way. Uh, <laughs> since they've been keeping track, 700 PGA Tour events on this uh, scoring system they use now, this shot link, only 2% of the players have won those tournaments by gaining 11.5 shots on the field. <laughs> wow. Uh, 4.14 strokes gained putting in the final round by Cameron Smith. The most of any PGA Tour player in more than two years. Unbelievable. And it was just an incredible putting performance. I mean, absolutely incredible. I mean, absolutely incredible. Snap hooked that tee shot on, on uh, 16. Ended up having a long third shot in on 16, the par 5. You know, one of his only two putts, well, I mean, his only two putt on the back 9 was on 16. And that was from like 100 feet or something. He lipped it out. Looked like that was going in. It's it's incredible you know, to watch that that kind of a, a putting performance. That That's not a, a, a repeatable formula. You know, when you win three times on tour and every time you're number one in putting, that's not a repeatable formula. But Cameron Smith is a good putter. He was 10th last year on the PGA Tour, third this year. And he's a... You know, a, a, a good lag putter, 14th and three-putt avoidance last uh, this year, third last year. So he, he said this is not a fluke putting performance, really. I mean, a, a little bit in, in that it was just that good. But, it, you know, he's he's capable of it. He's one of the best putters on tour. There's no no two ways about it. And I, I, I got to give Paul Azinger credit. Like, it was uh, Saturday I was watching or Sunday, and he said, I'm not predicting anything, but uh, – of all the players up there on the leaderboard, Cameron Smith's the best putter. That's a pretty good. That's a pretty good call by Paul Azinger right there, because because he sure lit it up on on Sunday, and some of these other guys did not uh, putt as as good on Sunday. But I mean, you know, they're they're not good putters. That's one of the reasons they don't putt as good on Sunday. I mean, they the guys chasing. Uh, Cameron Smith were just, you know, Lahari's 109th in putting. Casey's having a great putting year for him. He's 85th. Uh, Keegan Bradley's 158th. I mean, he's 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 not a good putter. Uh, he putted good on Sunday, but he's not a good putter. And that was a good call by Paul Azinger, for sure. Th- this tournament, the Players' Championship, is, is this a tournament? I mean, that's... Ever going to be a major? No, 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 not going to be a major. What's the one thing that great tournaments have? I mean, they have a great 
great leaderboard. Now, there's been great winners. I mean, at, at the Players' Championship, I mean, Mickelson's won, Tigers won, Justin Thomas won, Adam Scott won. I mean, you know, Garcia. I mean, they, they, they've had great name players have won there. McElroy. I mean, they, they you know, they, they've, they've got great champions. There's no doubt about that. But that leaderboard was just horrendous. But Or maybe it wasn't. I don't know. Maybe, you know, I, like, because I, I've been saying this for quite some time. Like, where are the stars on the PGA Tour, or who are the stars on the PGA Tour? But Cameron Smith is in position to, well, he's won three times on tour. He's won twice this year. Maybe he'll maybe he'll win four or five times. Doubt it. Not going to put that good too many too many weeks or or get uh fortunate like 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 he did so i want i want to uh, talk about about the luck factor uh when when i come back uh if you haven't signed up for my free offer at voodoopainrelief.com you got to do it it's right there you got aches and pains, muscle soreness, joint pain, arthritis pain. My Voodoo Pain Relief Cream will help you. So go there and check it out, voodoopainrelief.com. All right, we'll be right back. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it would have been Ooh, a, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. 
This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my from this idea of what do, is that? Is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know. Oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here's what you have to do to win on the PGA Tour. For most of these players that win, I always talk about you have to parlay a good ball striking week with a... Great putting week. That ha- it's most of the time that's the case. Now, occasionally when it's courses playing super super tough, you know maybe it's not the case. This course played easier on on the weekend. You know su- Sunday in particular. I mean that, I mean there was some great scores. I mean Max Homa sixty six, uh, Dustin Johnson sixty three, sixty seven by Estraca and Adam Hadwin. You know, 68, Keegan Bradley, Kisner, 66, Cameron Smith. And there was great scores out there. The course was was soft. Not No wind blowing. That was a different monster in the first couple rounds. But you've got to get – you've got to parlay the good ball striking with the good putting. But you also have to get lucky. And where does the luck come in? Boy, oh, boy, you had to get lucky in your tee times – and when you were out on the golf course, because that wind was a howling on Friday, and if you were out there for that second round on Saturday and you're out there and that wind's blowing versus already had your round finished, there's a lot of luck in that. I mean, how about the luck on 17? I mean, it's one thing when the wind's blowing a three-club wind where you got to take you know, it's a, it should be a nine iron, but you got to hit a, a seven iron or a six iron. Okay, that's a, that's a tough wind. But it's another thing when you have to consider that when the wind's blowing, let's say the wind's blowing 30 miles an hour. That's incredibly hard wind to play golf in. It's never blowing 30 miles an hour all the time. What's happening is it's gusting. And you don't know when that gust is coming. So you tee off on 17, that par 3, Island Green, and you hit your ball. You know, the wind's blowing. You get up, you make your swing, you hit the ball. And right when the ball takes off, boom, there's the gust of wind. It's a very small margin on that, that green front to back. That wind comes up, boom, you're in the water. The wind goes sideways an extra, you know, 10 miles an hour. You're in the water. That's luck. I mean, you just got to hit it at the right time, and you got to get lucky. How about Paul Casey with the luck that he had on 16? He's, he, he, you know, he's, he's right there. He's got a chance. 11 under par. Hits his, hits his tee shot perfect on 16. He's a good ball striker. I mean, you got to think he's going to knock it on the green in two. 
maybe has a chance for Eagle, but for sure going to make birdie, going to close that gap. And a ball rolls into a pitch mark. Like somebody hit a drive. The ball made a pitch mark. The ball bounced out of the pitch mark. Whoever it was who made the pitch mark could have stepped on it or, you know, just leveled it out some way, but he he didn't do it. The ball rolls into the pitch mark. I mean, <laughs> I mean, and Paul Casey just kept, you know kept shaking his head and what what am I you know and I'm I'm thinking I'm watching this on TV I'm thinking oh, I mean but it's a terrible break I mean I feel for you but I mean are you ever going to hit this shot everybody sees it rolled in there it's the worst break I've ever seen it's terrible it's horrible uh, you hit a perfect tee shot I mean are you, it is what it is I mean you're gonna I mean I feel bad for him I mean he's a nice guy I mean it's like but are you going to hit the shot I mean you can shake your head all you want it's not going to change anything. Well, he finally hit. He actually hit a pretty good shot, but then that was not a good third shot he hit in there. That's bad luck. The fortunate shot for Cameron Smith. This is when you know it's your week. Well, I mean, you know it's your week when you make forty-two one putts on seventy-two holes, fifty-eight percent of the holes you one putt. You know it's your week when you have eight one putts on the last nine holes. That's probably your week. You know what else it's your week? When you stand up on 17 and you aim that thing at the middle of the green and you shove that thing straight right and you knock it in there about six feet, make the putt for birdie. <laughs> I, I mean, and I, <laughs> I'm watching, I'm looking on the, the the headlines everywhere. You know, unbelievable birdie on, eight, on 17, a clutch birdie on 17. I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, come on. That is, <laughs> I mean, he couldn't even pretend he tried to do that. Matter of fact, when they in an interview afterwards and, and uh, the gal asked him, you know, what about the shot on 17? And he just like kind of was embarrassed and kind of started laughing. And he goes, I, I mean, I got, I, I'd be lying if I said I was trying to hit it there. I mean, he shoved it. I thought it was going in the water. This, this shot tracker thing was, was, wasn't was exactly right. I thought the thing was going in the water. I said, that's going in the water. Ended up ended up like six feet from the hole. You know, it was a great shot. But, I mean, I mean, you played the right shot, hit the ball to the center of the green. You know, if you push it, then you got room, and, you know, maybe you'll get lucky. But that was lucky. I mean, don't write the headline, clutch birdie on 17. I mean, he birdied 17, good putt. The story was all the putts he made and how lucky he got on 17 because that was luck. He didn't try to hit that shot. He said he didn't try to hit that shot. He said he shoved it. He shoved that thing like 30 feet right next to the hole. Oh, my God. He's not the first guy to do that, but I'm just saying. Anyway. That's when you that that's when you you, you know it, it is it is for sure your week. You you have to putt good, you have to hit it good, and you have to get lucky. And if you don't, you're not gonna win. It's just it's just that that simple. So the lowest final round score by a fifty-four hole leader, co-leader at the players' championship in the last twenty-five years. 
three of them. Stephen Ames shot a 67, and Lahari and Steve Elkington shot 69s. So Lahari played good, really good. Never won on tour. Played good. Best finishes by players from the tougher first round. See, that's that's the, that's the first round uh, and second wave. So so late and then early. So late in the first round, early in the second round. Best finishes by players. Kisner fourth. See, so this is the luck I'm talking about. Kisner was fourth. Bradley was fifth. Gin was uh, Gim was ninth. Straka ninth. Hadwin, Dustin Johnson ninth. One, two, and three finishers uh, teed off early and then late. Not late, early. Meaning on Thursday, they were early. Friday, they were late. Not the opposite. The opposite guys really, really struggled. And that's that's luck right there. Cameron Smith hits less than 50% of his fairways. Hit 43%, the fewest in the field of anyone who made the cut. (laughs) Wow. 68th strokes gained off the tee is what he was. So for those of you that think, you know, you got to hit in the fairway and uh, you want to get that part of the game back into the game, I mean, they had deep rough. You would, you know, the thought process in the past has always been you make the rough deep, and then it's going to make you have to hit it in the in the uh, fairway. Not the case. Not the case at all. It was a long tournament. Long tournament. And so how can a tournament? Let me ask you this: How can a tournament even remotely be considered like a major tournament? when it finishes on the golf channel. I mean, it's not even on network TV. I mean, I, I, I turn it on, I'm like, what channel is this on? The golf channel? Nobody even gets the golf channel, do they? I, I guess some people do. But I, it, it, relatively speaking, not many get the golf channel. And yet, that's where the tournament finished on. Can you imagine? The golf channel. Not many get the golf channel. Yeah. The field was great, but the top players, nowhere to be seen. Are there really? Well, how top are the top players, by the way? That's the, I guess that's the question. That's, I've been asking that question for a long time. And the more I watch this, the more I realize that. You know, I, I I don't know I don't know who the top players are. I mean, Cantley missed the cut. Colin Morikawa missed the cut. What does that say about the golf course, too? I don't, I, I'm not I don't dislike the Players Championship, but I I you know what I like. I like a tournament with a great leaderboard and. I think we're like 24 days away from having one of those, which will be the Masters. Because one thing about the Masters you always see is a great leaderboard. This was not a great leaderboard. 
Or maybe it was. I don't know. I don't think there's a lot at the top on the PGA Tour. I think they're all just kind of shuffling around up there. But this golf course, the the TPC Sawgrass, they all can play it. It's not like these top players can't play it. But they also don't shine, you know, each year at this tournament. There's so many guys that just struggle. Rarely, rarely do you have this, this. You might have one guy up there, two guys up there. But you're not going to have a, 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 a lot of them. My highlight, the best part about the Players' Championship for me, not the birdie on 17 for Cameron Smith. That was that was a push, a straight push, and then he made the putt. Great putting. I'll give him credit for that. The highlight of the Players' Championship is that when the wind was howling and I'm watching Justin Thomas hit that choke down like fairway wood into 18. I don't even know what round it was. Probably the second round. And he hits it in there like 20 feet. And I'm like, whoa. Now that guy right there is on another level ball striking wise. That was flat impressive. I mean, that was like Super impressive. And Colin Morikawa plays this shot out of the trees on on 18. Same same group with uh, Justin Downs. He played this little saw cut uh, fairway wood out of the trees, out of the pine. That was a heck of a shot, too. Those two guys can, can hit it, no doubt about it. Not the greatest with the putter, though. Hard to beat a guy taking 42 one putts. That's for sure. That was something else. That's a performance that uh, goes down in history right there. Cameron Smith winning the the, uh, Players' Championship. Just one putt in his way. One putt in his way all the way around. All good, though. He's the winner. Three point, uh, whatever. 3.6, 3.8, 3.9. Who knows how many FedEx Cup points. All right, hope everybody enjoyed the podcast. Uh, Hit the follow button on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Remember my great offers, voodoopainrelief.com and haneyuniversity.com. Go there and check both those sites out. Hope everybody has a great day. Stay safe, stay healthy, and we'll talk to you soon on the Hank Haney Podcast. The Hank Haney Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 